five, four, three, two, one, and we are live coming at you with another Saint Cast. Let's go. What's up, everybody? What? what? <laughs> everybody, we got a special guest today with us. We've got a man who needs no introduction. Actually, he does need an introduction. Yes, please. We're going to give it right now. His name is Keith Riley. Everybody, Keith Riley. Our resident staff rabbi. Resident staff rabbi. That's so true. And I got to tell you guys, we are doing something that's actually never been done in the history of podcast. You know, a lot of people have told me in the podcasting world, because I'm deep in like the forums and just, you know, really into podcasting and got a really big network. And they just keep telling me, you can't have more than three people in a podcast. That's the rules. It's it's written in the annals of history of podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, listen, guys, we are innovative here at Sanctuary. And we have four people on a podcast. Can you believe it? We believe anything is possible. Okay. Anything is possible. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) There it is. Well done. We got David Stahlnecker, everybody. Yeah. Back again, dude. Back first again. First two weeks in a row. The first two weeks in a row. So we got our three staff members and we got Keith Riley. And I will definitely get a sc- screenshot of all of us and put it on Instagram because uh, it, it feels like our di- diversity is really low <laughs> today. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> We're all dudes. We all have crazy long beards. And every. And, and we all have <laughs> Nice. I just noticed that too. That's Three funny. out of four of us have a backwards too. Uh, I just feel unoriginal right now. I'm just going to be honest. Hmm. David, you're a four on the Enneagram like me, right? Yeah. Does this yeah, kill your soul like it does me where you're just like, I want to be different? Yeah. It's pr- I'm pr- trying to work on a... I'm trying to work on it. You know, I almost just left the meeting because I was like, well, that's true. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Well, Keith on the Instagram, are you seven or are you two? I am. I'm a seven. I'm a seven. Yeah. You're seven. Okay. Big seven. What are you, Mark? Uh, I'm actually divergent. I don't (laughs) have a number. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) I don't, I don't know, to be honest. I think I'm either two. Two two three or three two something like that. It sounds like a football defense. Yeah. <laughs> it's basketball defense for sure. Yeah. Nice. Well, uh, so super excited to be with you guys. I don't think I think David said this last week. Usually in these podcasts, we want to sort of talk about like the past week, what has changed, what's new, and just in the season of life, nothing is new. Everything's the same. So uh, let's just skip that part of the podcast. <laughs> and uh, today we're gonna we're gonna play a game uh, that I think we're gonna do with every guest from now on because it was really fun with Jess. It's a game that we made up again f- just for our podcast. It's called Two Truths and a Lie. Uh, yeah, it's something we brainstormed for a few hours and came up with. So yeah, uh, we're gonna play that with Keith, uh, Keith Riley again. You guys. Might remember him. He spoke at Sank a couple of times now, and uh, he has been on staff at our church almost a year. And so, uh, good buddy of ours. So, Keith, we want to find out more about you. So, we're going to play Two Truths and a Lie. All right. You ready for this? Number one. Ready. I, in the last 10 years, 
ran a marathon and a half marathon dressed as Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> wow. Num- Starting off number strong. two. Uh, I have <laughs> a I have a coffee roast named after me. Stop it. Number three, my first time to ever grace the great state of California was in two, 2015. 2015. Wow. What you got? Anal- Let's analyze this for a second. We got two extreme yeah. ones. Very. One just like basic fact. Mark has the unstumpable one. I've heard you're unstumpable. <laughs> unstumpable. I am unstumpable in this game and undefeated because we're keeping score. Uh, I'm going to go with the least extravagant option of those. So number three. Mm. That will be my choice. D-Stall, what do you think? Yeah, it's definitely number three. Oh, I think he did that to throw you guys off. I think it's number two. He doesn't have no coffee roast named after him. <laughs> none of us, <laughs> none of us think that him running a marathon dressed up is a lie. Yeah. I don't know. That just sounds too, too crazy. It, it probably is a lie. It's uh, that's actually a truth. Really I did. Uh, I ran the Star Shut Wars uh, marathon completely dressed as Obi Wan Kenobi from the Clone Wars um, animated show. Stop it. it was the best costume I could find on okay. Amazon before the race. And uh, yeah, so I, d- I did that. You've run, I just want to pause here. Yeah. Let's forget this game for a second. <laughs> you ran a full marathon in Obi-Wan Kenobi attire. You know, it's, it's, it's the only way to live. It's the only way to live, you know? <laughs> the lightsaber was the okay. trickiest part, you know? Keeping it on me while the entire race was going on. Uh, not dropping it or losing it. For 26 uh, really miles. Okay, so Obi Wan was only for thirteen miles. Um, oh, and, uh, okay, but, gotcha, uh, gotcha. yeah, yeah, but it was okay. still long, and uh, yeah, and <laughs> costumes made for Halloween are not made to be ran in for thirteen miles. I will guarantee you that. So um, it wasn't made of sweat w- uh, wicking fabric, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and it was in Florida in April when I ran that. So it was, it was, it, it got pretty bad at the end. Um, the lie is uh, number two. Uh, I do not, even though I dream of it and would love any coffee roasters that are listening to this podcast, I'd love to have one named after me. I do not have one that named after me. Um, yes. Yeah, my first awesome. time ever to California was in 2015. Um, so as a kid, we just always drove places uh, for vacations and did like RV camping and stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't think my parents ever wanted to drive all the way across Texas to get to California. I mean, we lived in Houston, which is that like on the very far side. That's, a, that's like 800 miles just to get through the desert of Texas. So never came to California. Yeah, that, that west part of Texas is a, a dangerous and it's a, just a hard territory to, to cross. So I get that. Uh, I, just, I do want to point out, because we should keep score at home, the unstoppable one is actually... Oh, and two <laughs> <laughs> at this game. I'm two and oh. Uh, that is fake news. <laughs> I'm still. You've been stumped twice out of two times, dude. That's amazing. Um, that was better. Real question. Yes. Since uh, Keith's from Houston, was there? Did you guys collaborate to to cheat in this game? <laughs> yeah, I heard like a, I heard a yes. little trash yeah, can yeah, in yeah. the back. Uh, it was actually me raising my coffee mug was the signal to, to Adam. <laughs> so, 
I honestly, I knew someone would bring up the Houston cheating scandal. I did not know if it would happen in the first five minutes. So thank you, David, for yeah pulling well, that out early. Since, since it had made previous yeah, references pleasure. in your podcast, I figured it was gonna it was gonna pop up eventually. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, it will continue to pop up. That's right. That's right. Dude, that game uh, really surpassed any of my expectations. That's so good. So good. So something else we wanted to talk about uh, to Keith about is he is somewhat of a master uh, in many areas, really, but in one specific area, David, Mark, and myself, as you surely know, are on a what could be a lifelong endeavor at this point of growing out our beards. <laughs> David texted us yesterday yeah. was like, "Is this? are we going to be growing out our beards for a year? Is that <laughs> what's going to happen? Uh, we're all looking really good. I'm just looking at us. Super great. That look great. Yeah. Really attractive three guys. Um, hmm. But the beard does not come out, come without its challenges. It's pushed back from significant others like Missy, for example. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we just wanted to learn from the beard master, man. What are some tics, tips and tricks? And, and it, you'll see in the screenshot, but Keith has what, a 10 inch beard right now? Yeah. Yeah. It's like in between James Harden and Duck Dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's actually the goal is to be right in that, that those metrics you know you can't go full duck dynasty um or people just start losing okay. you they just start thinking tip yeah, of the yeah, day yeah, yeah. Never, never go, go full, full duck, duck dynasty. dynasty um yeah you know as far as significant others go the thing that i number one tip is start finding pictures of like attractive actors um who have beards now and did not in their past and how they look better with a beard and just start at least subtly mm. to just show those pictures, you know, to your significant other. You know, don't say anything, you know, just just flash those images, Ooh, you, know, you know. I like that. Steve Carell's Who, a great one. He, lo- he looks great with a beard that's now. That's the long game. Um, yeah, you know, you just got to use a little psychological in there. So then they start thinking, you know, you too kind of mm. look better with a beard. And now that you, uh, some, something about it. That's a great point because I'm, I am petrified to see myself without any facial hair. It's terrifying. I agree. I feel like the loser of the beard oh. contest should have to should have to show a picture or shave. One 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 of those wow. two options. That's good. I have a feeling it's gonna be you, Mark. This is gonna wear you down, dude. <laughs> so that's good. We're gonna see you cleanly shaven at some point. <laughs> you literally just made up the rules. You can't come back up. <laughs> dude, I'm I'm stumpable. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, if I went cleanly shaven, I don't know how many chins I'm rocking underneath here right now. <laughs> it's it's definitely more than one. Uh, I, I'm a little afraid that I'm got I got a triple chin under here, so it'll be a while for me. Aww. So what uh, what's your what's your strategy? Keeping it clean, yeah. fresh. What do we got? What do you got here? Uh, number one, you need to get your your as your beards are getting longer and looking magnificent. I might say. Um, you need to get some good beard-specific shampoo and conditioner, you know, just to keep it clean, keep it going no soft. Way. Yeah, you got to soften it up with some conditioner. Uh, oil's good for that, some balm too. But I use a Bulldog. This is the brand I use for shampoo and conditioner. I use that. Um, and then, yeah, you know, you just got to treat it throughout the week, do oil a couple times. Uh, I've done some beard butter in the past, you know. It was mostly just because <laughs> I like the idea of beard butter. Um so, you know, the just, only just thing better would be uh, beard bacon. Have you found yeah. that anywhere? I, I looked for that. Um, that would have been really good. And then just like some maple syrup right on top of all that. <laughs> but yeah. 
terrified of what my mind is doing with that <laughs> image. Okay, that's great advice. Beard butter. Beard oh, butter. Sounds... Look it up. It sounds actually I'm rocking the oil and the butter. Than anything else. You got butter right now, David? Dude, I'm doing. I'm trying to do oh, everything I can. Oh, you buttered up? <laughs> oil, butter, and uh, growth enhancement pills. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's really working, man. Well done. Butter and oil at once. They said it couldn't be done. Yeah. Stallnecker. Uh, so really, truly, you introduced me to a new concept. I didn't know there was beard, shampoo, and conditioner. That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. the best. That's the best stuff. At what point do you get embarrassed with yourself for spending more money than your, your wife does on hair products? What's the threshold? Uh, yeah, you know, it uh, it does come with a cost, you know. <laughs> I used to just buy, like, the cheapest shampoo that I could find, you know, just for my normal life, you know. And then I was like, oh, I got to start paying attention to this. And then I was spending, like, 10, 20 bucks on, like, one little product. Um, so I try to do that shopping so she doesn't see the price tag. And then that kind of hides my <laughs> embarrassment a little bit, you know. Um, <laughs> yes, until she listens to this podcast because she's actually a huge fan. Huge of podcast, fan. huge fan, huge fan. Sankcast <laughs> every week. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I don't even use real shampoo. I'm so cheap. I just use soap, whatever soap I'm rocking. Yeah, I mean it's all the same, right? Yeah, just take the bar soap and just kind of rub yeah, it on the top. I of your literally head. do yeah. that. Yeah. I literally do that. Irish Springs. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know. It's, I'm shocked, but I'm shocked that I haven't been like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) It does feel like something that's very me. Uh, Well, uh, for you guys, since we're new to this beard territory, um, honestly, is it driving you crazy or do you actually enjoy it? I'm curious. We haven't talked about that. It's driving me a little bit crazy because mine's at the length now where it's just like it will get in my mouth at different times. And it's like, oh, that's gross. Yeah, yeah. Master beard master, what do you uh what do I you mean, say about that? Yeah, that that's that's tough, you know. Even in <laughs> my uh even when you're growing it out, I still like try to trim around the mouth area, you know, as much as you can a little bit. Mm. Um doesn't affect your overall length, but you know, when you're trying to eat chips and dip and you like put that <laughs> chip in and there's like four hairs like trying to get in there too, that's yeah, just, that's, that's rough. That's rough. So that's, that's um, your significant other will also appreciate that as well. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. David, how about you? You like it? Uh, I go back and forth. There's sometimes I look at it and I'm like, man, like there's this thing right. I don't know if you can see it, but there's this huge gap right here that I just, <laughs> it kills me. Dude. It looks intentional. <laughs> It's like, I, I just don't even know what to do. I thought it was. <laughs> Me too. I was like, there's no way that God God could create like some kind of gap in there. Yeah, there's a gap. And it's, uh, you know, sometimes it's sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. <laughs> Most of the time it's there. You know, so. Your beard is just in the teenage years. You know, it's the awkward, <laughs> um, gangly little stage yeah. where you just got pushed through. And then you're going to yeah. merge. <laughs> And your beard's going to be magnificent. You can hide that gap. And <laughs> Yeah. Wow. This... Um, my question for you, Keith, is, uh, is um, you know, for, for your beard diet, for what you eat to help your beard growth, <laughs> is, uh, is McDonald's something you eat to help your beard growth? Or uh, do you stay away yeah, from Yeah, I mean, that? red meat in general helps your <laughs> beard grow. So as long as you're doing like a, you know, a double, double or... Big Mac, you know, make sure it's it's meaty. Quarter pounder is, is good for it. Um, 
Sweet. Steak as well. Um, you know, just bacon and any, anything that's like that is good for beard growth. Yeah. Wow. Sweet. What a conversation this is. Uh, yeah, back to my original point. I just wonder if you just spread the bacon straight on your beard, if that just doesn't cause instant growth. Yeah. You know, I'll try it later today. It works. Instant growth, and uh, you smell great for the rest of the day. So, uh. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for the tips, um, Beardmaster Keith. That is really useful, and I'm sure everybody listening uh, super insightful. <laughs> Everyone, every single person listening will get something Absolutely. out of that. Nobody turned off during that, that segment. <laughs> well, let's just be, I mean, let's be clear here. The metaphor of the beard can apply to many spiritual principles. So mm-hmm. our, I'm sure our sync listeners, as savvy as they are, can apply that to their lives. because um, they're so-, so actually, we just had a, a theological conversation. Right. Masked as beard conversation. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. That's right. Uh, so I'd, I'd love to talk a little bit about our past week at Sank. Um, man, I've been loving doing Facebook Live services. I'm ready to go back, of course. But just shout out to David and the worship team. The music has been, how you say, on point. Um, it's been really good. So thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, David, and, and to Alicia. And this past week, Brendan, just sounds great. I, I've heard from several People in Sank, they just appreciate the music. and uh, But I've also just loved our conversation in the book of James. And this past week, we were looking at James 4. And so I'd love to just continue that conversation a little bit, because I think it's so pertinent to our season of life right now. Um, we were looking at the, the ending portion of James 4, where James talks about uh, what well, we talked about, like the perspective of like of not looking too far ahead uh, because we are small we are not in control we're not sovereign uh we're not god and so our tendency is to uh approach our life as god like this is what's going to happen this is what i expect this is what i deserve and and when things like covid happens or uh someone a loved one dies or you know, any of these big events, they sort of shake us awake a little bit. They remind us, oh, shoot. Like, yeah, I have no clue what's going to happen. And that's what James says. Like, you don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. You're just a mist. Um, so really uplifting message we had on Sunday, reminding us how short our lives are. Um, but I think it's just so good in this season uh, because we can learn from this. And, and so uh, part of what I'd love to talk about uh, is something we talk about a lot at Sank and us as staff members, we talk a lot about, and I think it's great in this COVID season, is sort of the the spectrum. A lot of times we'll look at Myers-Briggs and use the P&J, which I talked about on Sunday, but even beyond Myers-Briggs, just sort of the spectrum of like hyper planners, like um, those of us who just really love details and want to really think way in advance versus the the other side of the spectrum, like maybe a little lazy, just want to uh, sit around and hope, hope things come to us. And then we all f- obviously fall somewhere along there. So I'd love to just talk about that a little bit. And maybe if uh, we can start by each of us sort of sharing where we're at on that spectrum, um, whether we use Myers-Briggs language or not. Uh, so uh, our guest, First, Keith, where where do you think you you fall on that spectrum, and what's some things you've been learning just in this this time period? Yeah, well, I'm a I'm huge on the on the J spectrum, you know, just master organizer, planner, 
nah, get that out of here. I'm a <laughs> P all the way. Um, I've uh, literally had moments where trying to plan something in the future and be like, ah, we'll just see what happens. It'll work <laughs> out. It'll be okay. Uh, God's got this, um, which is uh, probably into those unhealthy, lazy uh, realms of things. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. How about your wife? Where's she at on that? Oh, she's on the other end. Yeah, yeah. She, she's she's planner. Yeah, no. Balance. That's great. Balance. That's super helpful. Yeah, that was a smart move. So uh, curious if you're on that that's that part of the spectrum, which I am too, which I've talked about a lot. So I get this, but like, uh, how do you plan out vacations? How do you plan out like how do things get done in your own personal life? I'm curious. Yeah, uh, it, it can be a challenge. You know, my um, I'm also on, on Enneagram skills. You know, I'm on seven, like we said. And so that kind of helps with vacations because I always want to adventure. And so uh, I actually don't mind looking ahead and being like, where do I want to go? What, where hmm. I want to go adventure and do something. So that it kind of brings that that uh, J out of me of wanting to plan that out and have a little adventure time. Um, and then uh, just a lot of failure and being a P has brought up uh, <laughs> times that I need to learn to J. Uh, a lot of pain. A lot of pain from like uh, pushing things back, procrastinating, not getting things done, missing deadlines, all of that uh, has has taught me that sometimes we do need to plan some stuff. And so I've learned uh, begrudgingly that some rhythm and loose, loose schedule can be helpful for things. Yeah. Uh, David, where are you at, man? Dude, I have no idea where I'm at. Mm. You know, we, uh, I mean, I take the, I take the, we, we took that test that one time and, you know, it gave me J, but then we all like looked at the grid and it's like one thing is a J and everything else is a P. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. I remember that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I'm just right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. With a slight J. I think, I think, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think it just depends on the thing. Some things I'm very P on, some things I'm very J on, some things I thrive more by planning, and some things I just have a really good balance of, like, I don't care what we do right now. Yeah, that's cool. When you're coming up to a weekend, is your ideal weekend sort of planned out? Like, oh, you know, we're going to do this brunch, and then we're going to play Animal Crossing and some other like does that help you have a great weekend or do you like going on the weekend just like let's see what the wind blows in this weekend you know i think i think i like to have one day that's fully planned out and one day that's open one day where it's like i know everything and one day where it's like i can do whatever i want today you're the you're the perfect person on the p and j scale yeah god created one and you're it you're just perfectly in the middle. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he said, uh, I'll make you the perfect balance of this, and your beard's going to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> this huge gap right here. <laughs> I'm going to take some of the balance out of your beard. I'm going to put it in your planning, but just know you will have this gap in your beard for the rest of your life. Yeah. Well. That sounds like God. <laughs> so, Mark, where are you at? I am a... J for sure, one hundred percent. How, however, I feel like I think someone said this in our staff meeting yesterday, but like COVID is making the J's live like P's yeah. and the P's live like J's, and so I'm all sorts of confused right now because oh. if I don't structure my day, then I feel like I'm not productive. But 
at the same time, I'm like, well, I don't know what time I'm going to do work today. And, you know, I have all day, whatever. And so I feel like I've been moved towards like the more free flowing freestyle things will get done when they get done kind of a thing. And I don't know if I like that or not. Dude. So, yeah, you that's so good. Like you led me into where I, I would just love to go with this conversation, because I think uh, you guys sort of correct me if I'm wrong here, but I just feel like spiritual transformation is often God taking what we're comfortable with and sort of using discomfort to to change us, right? And transform us. And, and it just seems like this specific area, everybody I talk to, uh, it is, it's exactly what you said, Mark. It's like uh, for those hyper planners, I'm not, I'm not even saying you're, you're not like a hyper planner, but I, I, I've got mm-hmm. friends who are, and um, this is just challenging them because it feels so like what do I do tomorrow. Uh, it's mm-hmm. so spontaneous. It's so unknown. But then ironically, so then you think like, oh, so this must be like a peas dream, you know, like COVID. And it's not. I can speak from experience as a pea. This is really hard for me too. Um, so it's just interesting how God just takes our, uh, the things we're accustomed to, the things that we prefer, our preferences, and he just uses those to transform us. So uh, can I ask why it's not good for you guys? Because I still <laughs> feel unconvinced of that. You still think it's the peace dream. <laughs> Please help me understand why not having anything on the schedule, being able to do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it, is not the, the dream okay, for a peace. Here's my, I'd love to hear from you too, Keith. Yeah. Uh, this is the way I would look at it. Uh, when I'll use a metaphor that we've used at Sync before, but like, uh, for my kids, like going to a donut shop every day feels like the dream, but in actuality, uh, just getting all the donuts in the world would be, they'd be thrown up everywhere. Uh, they'd just be horribly behaved. So I agree. I think you're spot on. Like, you know, just uh, tons of unknown and tons of just like, well, we'll just see what happens by next week. Uh, man, that just feels like a perfect playing field for me. But I think what, for me, what I've learned is like, that's good for a vacation for me. That's so great. Like, man, that's just like a playground for me. Cause I get to, oh, maybe today we'll go look at dolphins or maybe we'll find this random restaurant on the way there. That's the perfect like taco shop. You know, I love that kind of stuff. But in real life, it's like after a week of that, then I start becoming lazy. I, I start really neglecting. And this is part of where I wanted to go with this for me. Like I start neglecting my spiritual disciplines. I start, uh, staying up later than I should. So then I don't wake up in time or I, I, instead of reading books, I'm checking Instagram. So I just get, I just go mm-hmm. a little, because it's my natural tendency. I just got, I have no boundaries and it's really, really throwing me off. So yeah, Keith, I'd love to hear mm-hmm. your perspective on it. Yeah. I mean, definitely the, uh, yeah, no structure is easier for me to slink back into some lazy patterns and just be like, oh, I'll do that later. And then, you know, two days later, I'm like, Oh, I got to do that one thing. Um, and so that's just, it's just really easy to do that. And then I think too, just, uh, there, I mean, yeah, the unknown is great. Uh, you know, being flexible, but then there's no real like possibilities for what I can like kind of shift and change and do. And as uh, on my mm-hmm. P scale, I like to be like, 
oh yeah, I'm just going to go out in the world and see what options are there and choose and pick. And I don't, I have like the same options every single day. Um, and so that's, that, that feels a little hard on my, uh, wanting to have options and choose and free, free willing lifestyle that I live so freely as a being. <laughs> free, free willing Riley. Yeah. That's a good way to put it too. I would agree with that. Like part of what, uh, drives me to be the kind of P personality is something better might be out there. And oh. yeah, there's, yeah. When you're in your house, in your room, most of the day, it doesn't feel like those options exist. So that's, that's a good way to put it. It's interesting to think that the same things that you guys are saying, how having so much lack of structure makes you fall out of whatever routine that was or whatever you know, self-imposed like goal of trying to get something new or do something different, like how, how that makes you kind of revert into a lazy or almost pessimistic ish kind of outlook when that's the exact same thing that's happening to me. Yeah. Where even though, yeah, even though now I have the ability to structure my day exactly like how I want to (laughs) structure it and I can say, okay, this hour, this hour, I'm doing this, this hour, this hour, doing this. The motivation to do that is not Mm. there. And therefore, it's making me revert into a, well, it's just kind of whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I'm going to work whenever I'm going to work. And it's it's just super interesting that like I didn't revert the opposite of you guys, but we all kind of ended up in the same place. Oh, that is interesting. That's so interesting. How about you, for you, David, as the perfect um, balance? <laughs> He's just crushing work, <laughs> like one. going to the gym, running marathons. He's like, this is great. He's putting on Obi-Wan <laughs> costumes and just running everywhere. Miles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think for me it's been like, I think it's, there's there's definitely parts that have been hard, but I think it's been like, kind of nice just you know because i i do plan out my day but then if i don't accomplish it i don't crush myself over it i'm not like i'm like like Mm. you know i'm like "Eh, you know i need to get that done but it didn't get done today so it's fine yeah that makes sense well and sort of what we talked about on sunday is like how can we all man this again this feels like a, a common spiritual principle that we learn from god but how can we all sort of really find a balance. Um, you know, for those of us who are not planners and we, we tend to lean towards inaction on our worst days, how can we build in rhythms, you know? And I, I, (laughs) this is just a personal preference. I prefer using the word rhythm because I don't like routine or just like rote routine sort of feels, yeah, Keith just grimaced. It feels, uh, yeah, it's like death to me. But rhythm, man, that starts making sense to me. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. is, yeah, go ahead. Is that because you're an anointed worship leader? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's okay. exactly right. Uh, so rhythm, man, that that speaks life into me because it's like life has a rhythm. Sun comes up at a certain, you know, God created rhythms. That's that's just part of from the very beginning. Uh, days and and uh, weeks and seasons, so that that makes sense to me. It's like what I have to lean towards is more rhythm in my life, not routine, but more rhythm, so I can wake up uh, with a little plan, a little idea of what's going on. But then on the flip side, for those of us who are like dri- almost the plan drives 
our uh, our intentions or our motivations? Like, how can we sort of st- not abandon the plans, not abandon the rhythm, but how can we g- go more to the middle and just be like, okay, this plan is what I have, but a it might fall apart. And that, that doesn't mean I fall apart. doesn't mean God's not good or my motivation drops. It just means I have to sort of improvise a little bit right here. So I think, I think that's a great, um, just a great conversation for all of us. And it's obviously it's not just quarantine, right? This is just the journey we're all on. Um, so I'd love to sort of to end this conversation today. Um, talking about some spiritual practices and spiritual rhythms. Uh, obviously I know Keith, that's something you're passionate about. Uh, but I'd all, I'd love for us all to just speak into for our sync friends who are listening. Uh, what are some, some rhythms we can be putting into place during this time? Uh, so Keith, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As a, as on that P skill, I found the rhythms are really helpful in uh, transforming uh, with spiritual practices i have like a very loose rule of life which is like what the benedictine mucks use um mine is very loose but there's like hour to hour and mine's just kind of like do these things in a week um and so that kind of helps me keep some structure in my spiritual life can you break that down i, I love the rule of life concept but for those of mm-hmm. uh, who are listening don't know what that is yeah so a uh, rule of life is just thinking about where are aspects and and places where god wants to use for transformation in my life and how can i work those into my schedule as uh, as daily rhythms as weekly rhythms and as monthly rhythms um so that i'm going to those places to be with god for god to work and transform in me so for example like daily ones for me are prayer uh scripture meditation and taking a walk those are daily within my spiritual kind of rhythms uh, weekly would be go to a couple in normal times, go to a couple coffee shops, um, go on a hike. Um, those are things that, uh, where I find God's grace and peace and love on a weekly basis. And then like, um, month kind of rhythms would maybe be like drive to the beach. Um, you know, go these maybe do a, a day of retreat and silence. Um, things that are a little bit bigger that I just do like maybe once a month or so. Um, but having those kind of worked in rhythms. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And I did uh sort of wrote out a rule of life when I was uh, attending Fuller Seminary. And, mm-hmm. I, and you just bring that up. It's like, man, that could be a fun uh, sank thing for us to go through, whether it's a series or just yeah. uh, maybe a, uh, some kind of workshop we do where we just uh, come together and sort of work on our own, our separate rule rule of rules of life together. That, that could be really cool. And I love that they can be seasonal as well. Like when I, when I first heard that term rule of life, I'm like, how am I going to write something that I'm going <laughs> right. to like do for the rest of my life? Like, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, but when they're like, no, like it can be broken down to, you know, moment to moment or, you know, day to day, week to week, month to month, and even seasonally. So I wonder if, if there would be some benefit in trying to incorporate, okay, in this COVID season, what is our COVID season rule of life? Yeah, that's great. That's so good, dude. That's so good. Yeah. So going off of that sort of concept, uh, what, what have you guys learned? We've talked about this in the podcast some, but have you, how have you adjusted your rule of life in this season? What are some things that, that you've done and changed that have worked that haven't worked? Uh, I'd love to hear about that. I, I can, I can start. I'm, uh, I love that. What you said, Mark, like there, I've had three kids now. 
And each season is different because there's a season of no sleep. There's a season of uh, they're sleeping great. And then we keep having another another kid. <laughs> so we go, we revert back. And just recently, uh, I've started entering back into a season of sleep. And so for me, I've got this morning routine that I started doing probably six years ago that's so life-giving for me. And and I'd say just the past two weeks, I've started getting back into that with quarantine time. Jude's just had four teeth. And just this morning, um, he woke up at 5.30. And <laughs> I was like, and I was, you know, I'm in the, I'm journaling, doing my prayer journal. And I was just battling a lot of bitterness and frustration because I'm like, ah, here we are again. I, I thought I was getting back into this, this rhythm. And, and th- thankfully, I'm sure this is just a little blip. Hopefully it's just like a week long thing that I'll be going under, but uh, so yeah, I, I think I'm just sort of confer- affirming what you said, Mark. I think it, even, uh, these could just drastically change and that's where we have to be, have a little spontaneity, a little improvis- improvisation of like, okay, maybe I have to do my prayer journal during nap time today. Could I ask a, uh, a question of just why, when I hear you're up at five thirty already, my mind immediately goes to, whoa, like he was already up. And what was he doing? Okay, he was doing a devotional. Why is it so important for you to wake up early in the morning to get out of bed to do a devotional? Because I try to do that and I cannot do that. Oh, so yeah. I would love to hear some either, you know, why you feel it's important, how that can kind of translate to, okay, if we want to try to build in spiritual practices, whether that's getting up early, whether that's doing a Bible study, why is it important? And what tips would you give for staying consistent with that? Yeah. Oh, man, that's a, such a great question. Uh, so for me, I heard, oh man, I I read this somewhere years ago and someone was teaching about having spiritual practices and sort of combating this excuse that many of us use of being too busy. And something that just stuck in my head, this person said, I wish I could remember who that was, uh, but they said, there's only one time in the day that you can always add time. Uh, so he's like the morning, the morning's the only time it's it not that it won't be hard or, you know, maybe that's not your, uh, your preferred time, but he was like, you know, Night is just tricky to always add time because you could be having a meeting, you know, that's more Mm -hmm. difficult. But he was like, you can always wake up a little earlier, a little earlier and just add time. And so through that, I just, I saw different, you know, past spiritual, what we call spiritual fathers or mothers or giants. And if you just look at the pattern, most of them when, you know, sort of their biography was written, they would, their prayer time was in the morning. And oftentimes someone like Mm -hmm. a, uh, a Martin Luther would get up at like four o'clock or I've heard Dallas Willard was similar. And so I just started tracing that back and I was like, oh, that just makes the most sense. Uh, I do. So for me, uh, my brain is way more alive and active in the morning. And I know that's different for some people. David Stalnecker looking at me right now, he was somebody I know for sure uh, is more of a night owl. I just never have been that. So that's my inclination is like, if I start prayer journaling in the morning, my brain just, Mm -hmm. it's thriving. I'm sort of really 
uh, tracking. So, uh, so that's sort of the morning piece. And then the second piece is just, uh, I think is our overall conversation right here is like, uh, to grow closer to God, to be connected with him, to learn from him. We just have to have some uh, consistent things we do to learn from him. And and most of us listening will probably know that to a certain degree, like reading the Bible or praying. Um, but for me, I've just learned if I have a good hour, ideally an hour and a half for me, uh, uh, filled out with just life-giving, soul-giving time with God, I just, I treat my kids better. I'm a better worker because I'm just less anxious. I'm more calm. I'm better husband because I've, uh, I, yeah, I'm just in a better state of mind with God. And so, yeah, real quickly, my morning, everybody's, I know is different, but I do uh, a prayer journal first thing. I try to do three pages. That's just something that works for me. Uh, it's my, my favorite way to pray is to write it out. Um, and then I will meditate, um, for about 10 minutes and then I will read three obituaries, which you guys have heard me talk about sort of a weird one. And then I, I'll just do some personal writing. If I have a good, ideally 30 minutes left, I'll, I'll just write, uh, for my blog or something. Cause that gives me a lot of, if I'm able, which is rare these days with the kids, if I'm able to get all that in, the rest of my day just feels like I'm flowing a little more with the spirit. I'm, I'm just a little more slow and, and just walking with God is, is easier for me. So yeah, that's a great question. That's sort of my answer. I don't know if you guys want to jump in there. No, that's, that's great. Oh yeah. Is there any overlap with maybe yours, Keith, of, you know, either time or what you like to do for your time with God? And is that a, on a, a daily rhythm? Is that a bi-daily or weekly or what's going on there yeah, for you? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I love that Adam, that just experimentation too, and just finding where it is that God's going to meet you in, the, in your kind of life patterns and where he wants to grow you. Like I have been trying to wake up early too. Um, and I found that to be kind of a fruitful space for me. Um, it's uh, I do some morning meditation as well. Um, I kind of just light a candle, read some scripture, kind of spend some time and focus there. And then often I'll go for a walk in the morning as kind of the sun as the sun's kind of coming up. Um, but hopefully before uh, my daughter starts uh, waking up to ask where I'm at. And just so I can have that little space too, just cause uh, getting my body moving, um, just uh, seeing a little bit of nature. Uh, like went out yesterday and there were just birds singing everywhere. And that just kind of uplifts my soul, especially when I'm spending so much time inside for the rest of the day. Um, yeah, so that, that, those, that's kind of my morning routine that I've been, uh, rhythm that I've been working into. And, uh, I'd like to try and do some reading too, but typically that takes place for me later in the day. Um, study has been one of the, uh, spiritual practices that I've been trying to lean into during this time, but that's normally like afternoon, uh, to evening is when I try and get that one in. So nice. How about for you, David, as a more of a night owl by nature, um, how do you sort of find your spiritual practices or study your time with God? How does that work out? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think even though I am a night owl, like for me personally, I have to do it in the morning. Like mm. if I, which, which many times is a struggle because I thrive at night. So sometimes I'm mm -hmm. staying up way too late. So then getting up early enough to do what I need to do is hard um so uh 
but yeah it's, i think it's kind of a lot of like what you said adam like you like when i start my day with it like i'm just more attentive to the spirit i'm more loving to those around me i'm more um just more in tune with who i uh kind of want to be you know and so so yeah it's it's something i'm trying to figure out and struggling with but yeah for me it's mornings are important i think one of the things in this season that's been cool and nice and that's helped is uh is for me songwriting songwriting actually helps me a lot get into those practices because for me it's not just like sitting down playing a guitar and you know digging into it it's not, it's not just like simple as writing a song you know it's for me it's digging into biblical truths and digging into the word and um prayer and stuff so kind of for me especially you know in this season but i kind of always is songwriting's kind of been that thing that kind of helps that's great uh, with spiritual discipline dude that's awesome man that's so good. And then we get to benefit from that songwriting too, you know? It's a win, yeah. win, win, win. Win, win, win. How about you, for you, Mark? Uh, what are some things you've learned um, with your spiritual practices, whether it's time of day, things that have worked for you? Yeah, well, this has been a little bit convicting for me as I have fallen out of the rhythm of super solid spiritual practices. And so... I will still, I still need to start out my day with God. And so first thing I'll do as soon as I grab my phone is I have just a rule that says the first thing that you do when you pick up your phone is you open the Bible app and like, that's a non-negotiable that has to, that has to happen. And so no matter what, I will start my day with that, whether that's 10 minutes, whether that's two minutes, whether that's 20 minutes, that kind of just depends day to day. Um, but I've been loving the the version Bible app that has like just the, the new story feature that they basically have like 10 different slides of, you know, a morning meditation, a video, uh, like short devotional on scripture, a little devotional kind of unpacking that scripture and then some re- reflection and prayer. So I've been trying to do that in the morning. And then something that's kind of helped me in this season of non-structure is I will leave Bibles everywhere. I'll leave a Bible on my kitchen table, on my living room table. I'll have one on my nightstand. So if it's like if I ever feel that twinge of, oh, bro, you should really be doing something, not looking at a screen or like don't you don't need to be on YouTube for the second hour of the day. (laughs) Then I will have a Bible usually within arm's reach because our apartment's small. So that's cool. Um, it's good. Yeah, that's I, d- I don't always use it, to be honest. It's sometimes I just get more convicted sitting there looking at it and then looking back at the screen. But I mean, um, I think that the importance of building rhythms and kind of like what we were saying is something that I really need to hold myself more accountable to. And so, yeah, I'm wondering, because I would like to be challenged in waking up earlier and doing doing that. If maybe we could challenge our community to pair with us, because I'm super big on accountability. Like, I, I'll do things if other people do it with me. Like, yeah, I'll run a marathon with you, but I'm never going to run a marathon by myself. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'll train. If one of you said, hey, I want to run a marathon, I'd be like, okay, I'll do it. But uh, so I'm wondering if that would be a cool challenge to say, hey, like, you know, Adam's going to be up at five five to five thirty mark's gonna be at five thirty to six you know and then if you guys want to pair and like we don't even have to really do anything but just knowing that other oh, people yeah. in our communities out there doing it too that could be a really cool way to i don't know both challenge and then try to guide people through spiritual practices too 
I don't know, man. I love that so much. And I can attest to, I've done, a, I think, a weight loss competition with you and an exercise competition. Anything that involves accountability is your sweet spot. <laughs> uh, that's where you're truly unstumpable. You've crushed me at both both yeah. times we've done that. Um, but I, Not at beard growing, though. Well, yes, this is different. This is different. <laughs> okay. I love that idea. I love that idea. What Maybe we'll think of uh, how best to sort of, you know, we got thousands of people listening to this podcast, I'm sure of it, but <laughs> maybe there's a way we could even um, talk about that more broadly to the same community of like on social media or email and just, I, I love that idea. And to your yeah. point, I think part of it is just the knowledge of like, uh, we don't even have to necessarily broadcast that to each other, but just knowing like, hey, mm-hmm. We're all going to be up before six and doing something connecting with God. Uh, before six feels really true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what about half an hour earlier than you'd normally yeah, wake up? How about can we start with eight thirty instead of nine, guys? Okay. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, we can we can try to think of uh, <laughs> a good uh, yeah barrier. Um, that's a good. Yeah, I, I wonder if we could think of a, a way to set up that. Okay, J Brand's going on. You guys, you're like cool. It's already planned. Uh, I'm like, it'll happen. What about if we try to set something up and then maybe Keith, if you could send us some either material that if we want to go through some kind of, you know, maybe basic, what is a rule of life and how do you write one and how can you stick to it? And then we could maybe try to broadcast that somehow. That could be a really cool Corona rule of life study practice. I love that. Let's do it. Uh, And it's something else you said, Mark, this is just my last, last thought on this. Um, I just love that you brought out the screen piece of this because I've noticed that myself. I'm actually uh, way more of a digital Bible person. I use uh, Logos or Lagos and it's just, I get so many versions and commentaries just at once. And so I've always been a fan of like um, Mm -hmm. digital and even like journaling. Sometimes I'll journal digitally just because it's my computer's easier to read it when it's dark in the morning. But hmm. because of this season, exactly what you said, I'm just so tired of screens and screens mean Zoom meetings and Instagram or whatever that I've just found myself finding a paper Bible and my notebook. And that's just, it's funny that that in itself is just a life giving thing. Cause it's contrary into our normal life. So I just love that you brought that out. I think that's a, that alone could just be a cool, little practice for someone to do. Maybe you, you pray, uh, or you read a Bible, like not on your phone or something else just to try that out. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this, uh, might officially be our longest podcast now. So Keith, way to go, man. You beat Jess Havens. Yeah. Yes. That was my goal. <laughs> longest beard <laughs> and longest podcast. That's amazing. So, uh, any parting words from any of you guys, any words of advice? You know, just keep those beards growing, guys. You're looking great. <laughs> looking great. Thanks. thanks <laughs> Man, that really means a lot. Well, thanks for joining us, dude. We appreciate that. And as Mark said, um, maybe you can write uh, something or just help us out with the rule of life. And, and we'll try to uh, broadcast that out to you guys and uh, keep each other accountable. All right. Sweet. See you guys Sweet. later. Thanks for joining us. Bye, everybody. Later. Peace.